Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Starting in February of 1994 and running all the way through September of 2011, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was the official U.S. policy regarding non-heterosexual people in military service. It was instituted during the Clinton administration, and by 2008, more than 12,000 officers had been discharged from the military for publicizing their homosexuality. It was overturned by the Senate during the Obama administration on December 18th of 2010. The repeal allowed gay and lesbian military members to serve openly in the armed forces. But this is not a history lesson on gay rights in the U.S. government. We just don't have the kind of time for all of that. But a little background is necessary, because today we're going to focus on John Bushka's new book about several important issues, including what discrimination is really all about, what the debate regarding family values is really all about, why equal rights for gays is important for everybody, and how the don't-tell mentality interferes with political and social debates in many areas. But since all of that is pretty clearly laid out in the book, I want to take a step back and examine what life was like before writing it. Because for anyone who has ever come out publicly, it's a moment that you'll never forget. This is Friday, November 24th, 1961. The day after Thanksgiving, 1961. The day after Thanksgiving, John Bushka walked into the dean's office while he was away at college and admitted that he was having feelings for men. There had been no sexual experience before that, but the feelings were there. So the dean called his parents. The call from what my father said came in around 8 in the evening. The dean identified himself and said that they needed to come back to Williamsburg to talk to me, him and my mother. And so it would have been a very stressful thing for a couple to wonder why a dean wanted to talk to their child. Can you imagine what that would have been like? I'm already wondering a lot of things, like why that call even needed to be made in the first place. I guess because it was 1961, which also explains what happened next. So the end result is I was taken out of school. I would only be allowed to go back if a psychiatrist certified that it was okay for me to go back to school. The assumption here is that something was psychologically wrong with him and that further evaluation was definitely necessary. Couldn't just let this man run around on campus with those crazy feelings of his. This is one of the reasons why you had McCarthyism and you had um, witch hunts in the government and the State Department, because the psychiatric profession had was making money off of it. Today, gender theory, who's making money off of it? It's a lot to think about. Poor John had to spend six months being evaluated at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Washington. There was actually a program to examine this problem in the fall of 1962, and some of the book deals with that. When you look at the way things were and you hear these stories about what life was like, it's absolutely fascinating. And if you feel like we haven't made progress, I can tell you that when you hear John's story, you will understand that while we may not have made enough, we have definitely made progress. He talks about joining the military in the late 60s, and while Don't Ask, Don't Tell may not have been the official policy, it was definitely a thing. He also spent time in Dallas in the 80s. Not the best place to write out the AIDS scare. In Dallas, they threatened to reinforce the sodomy laws with a much more draconian law in Texas in the mid-1980s before they had a test for HIV. Um, that was politically a very difficult time. I talk about that in the book. 
Let's fast forward to the Clinton administration. When you look at the living conditions of servicemen, which is what they had to do in order to come up with the don't ask, don't tell policy, you find that there are a lot of parallels with the living conditions in a college dorm. Parallels that John thought were particularly intriguing. So he was able to draw on his experiences throughout the years to tell this story. And here's an important takeaway. Your personal rights can be taken away when external circumstances justify a more authoritarian control of people. You're seeing this happen in other countries. I like the way he said that. Your personal rights can be taken away when external circumstances justify a more authoritarian control of people. If that strikes a chord, you might enjoy his book, Do Ask, Do Tell, A Gay Conservative Lashes Back, Individualism, Identity, Personal Rights, Responsibility, and Community in a Libertaria by John Bushka. And that will wrap up another edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. 